When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. The Michigan men's basketball roster is probably set for next season. Who's staying? Who's coming? Who's going? And what's the early outlook for the Wolverines? We've got answers coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to talk to you. Got a fresh cut. Back to sports clips. Got my card punched half price today. Oh, look at you. I got I got mine. I got a haircut yesterday and it was a little bit risky. I had to their online check in wasn't working at, at Great Clips and their phones weren't working. I'm like, but it says they're open online. So I go in, I guess their system's been down. It was cash only. So it was a $17 haircut. I had $17 cash in my wallet and kind of felt bad though. I couldn't leave a tip. So I no. went in my car and just grabbed a bunch of change <laughs> for some change right there. Here, just um, throw it at him. But I mean, it's like, I mean, it's not my, like, it's, no, I mean, who would have right. thought that, that, that they wouldn't be taking credit cards? I mean, it's 2021, man. Like, yeah, I mean, old school barbers do not, but it's a nice perk right. of the sport clip, great clip, the clips you get. You have that option usually. But if Sport Clips is giving out half cut haircuts, I might have to kind of for the fifth for that head. fifth punch. You know, I went I went oh, years right, between yeah. the fourth and fifth punch because I wasn't going I wasn't right. going there during pandemic times. Gotcha, uh, Zook. You now got your second shot. You're feeling good. We're getting closer to that, if not a true podcast in person. Because why do that at this point? Uh, <laughs> at least getting together in person for some social activity. Yeah, it should be right around the corner next week. Let's put it. Let's put some on the books. All right. So we talked all football last episode. Uh, this one's going to be all basketball. The roster for the 2021-2022 season for Michigan men's basketball is set. I'd say. Um, and as soon as you say this, where there's probably going to be like two or three transfers this week. <laughs> so that that could happen. Okay. Let yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about what's happened. Then we can talk about what might happen. So what has happened is. A Eli Brooks decided to stay, exercise the uh, option of that seniors have this year to to come back for another year and not count against the scholarship limit. So that happened. Then Devonte Jones, transfer guard from Coastal Carolina, a Chanticleer, comes over to the Wolverines, and you're like, all right, well, how does that work? Because because now they're one over, but he knew what the rest of us knew and had been alluding to on this podcast. There would be a spot open, uh, and that spot officially became open when Franz Wagner announced his intention to declare for the NBA draft. So now they got 14 guys for the 13 spots because one, Eli Brooks, does not does not count against the scholarship limit. So yeah, they're they're pretty much they're set. Now, as Ryan said, 
guys could transfer. I mean, who who's a possibility? I guess really, really anyone, but I don't know. Really, you know, any of the freshmen that just felt they didn't get the time they thought, you know, Zeb Jackson, all of a sudden he looks and, oh, Eli Brooks is back for another year and we're bringing in, you know, some stud freshmen and uh, we just brought in a grad transfer, grad transfer, you know, a senior transfer, um, you know, at my position. I guess, sure. But I would say it's unlikely, especially because here it is May 5th and there's been no chatter about that. And then there's Hunter Dickinson. He has not officially said he's coming back, but he's sure, certainly showing a lot of excitement on social media for for these guys that are joining the program. And, you know, uh, he has not indicated he's leaving again. It would be very late in the process. He has till the end of the month. But, you know, it, it seems unlikely that he, he's going anywhere. He's not projected to be picked. So it'd be a strange decision. So I think it's set. What about um, Adrian so- Nunez? Yeah. Okay. Adrian Nunez, again, he's going to be uh, a senior as well with Brandon Johns. Like, wouldn't he have left last year? You know, he got his taste of Juwan Howard. He saw that he wasn't really part of the rotation, um, <laughs> despite starting uh, early in the season. Like, I just don't see what changes for him from one year to the next. He seems to really like Ann Arbor, but I don't know. We did not talk to him once last season. He was the only scholarship player we didn't talk to. Because he didn't play. Because he never he never played, <laughs> so it was it was strange. I mean, he didn't play, but like he he played just as much as Jace Howard played, and we talked to him. Yeah. But we talked to him because I guess he was a freshman. He was new. He was someone to talk to in the offseason. So I, I don't have a good read on him other than you know kind of what I can observe, you know, kind of from a distance, and and that is that he that he's happy. So, but yes, that's a possibility. But otherwise, the the roster is is set, and it's a good one. It's one that people think can compete for a you know Big Ten title again, and. You know, potentially a national championship. These two early rankings that you see, uh, Michigan is in the top 10 in many of them. Uh, you know, there's six at CBS Sports, which did update after the Devontae Jones news. And, you know, with the assumption that Franz Wagner was gone or maybe even after Franz's announcement. So, yeah, I think that that's that's reasonable. Very good freshman class. And, uh, yeah, some some key pieces returning. So, so is this going to be like what it's like covering like a, a Kentucky or a, a Duke and with a bunch of guys leaving every year, but bringing in a really talented class to kind of re- replace guys and having high expectations for, for those guys coming in every year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the turnover has been been too great. Like no one yet a guy leave after sophomore year. I don't know. I don't I'm not sure that any of the guys coming in now are one and done guys. You know, not every top 10 prospect is the same. You know, they've got one in Caleb Houston. They got another five star kid. Uh, in Musa Diabate. And then, you know, after that, it's like kids that are top 50 or top 100. That's typically like 40 is the cutoff for like one and done. I remember that's where like Iggy was, Iggy Brastakis. He was like at the tail end of guys who, based on their recruiting ranking, are one and done guys. You know, typically it's more like, you know, you know, going into college who they're going to be. It's like among the top, you know, 10 players in the country. I, I'm not sure that that any of these guys from Michigan really fit that mold. But yeah, two and done, p- potentially. Um, but again, with the transfer portal, that's becoming less of an issue. I just think that Jawan has come around at the perfect time. All he knows is the current recruiting landscape. Transfers, you know, the transfer portal being a thing. Freshmen, you know, wanting to get to the NBA as fast as possible. Like, this is what he knows. It's not really a headache for him. Um, this is just, yeah, like he said, what he knows. In your reporting and the folks you've talked to, what was it that won Devontae Jones over? Was it? Michigan was it was it Juwan Howard was it the the allure of playing at the Big Ten level or maybe it was a combination of all three I, I, what, what have you kind of gleaned yeah that's a good question and I think it is a combination of all of them you know Juwan re- reached out quickly once he you know saw his name in the portal and yet yeah, Devontae really made a, a connection with Juwan I mean he mentioned the fact that like he said something in, in an interview with a local you know TV station about you know 
Juwan wanted to see like his fellow, like, you know, African-American, like, you know, brothers like succeed. Like it was like kind of a sweet thing to say, like about, you know, Juwan, like as far as, I just think that this is probably a separate like story or whatever, but like, you know, Juwan, he's relatively young and inexperienced as a head coach. You know, he always points to the John Thompsons and the John Cheneys and and, and others, um, you know, that have mentored him as, you know, black coaches that he could look up to. He's kind of that guy for like, you know, assistants or younger guys. Like he's kind of now paving the way. And yeah, he's just someone that always cares about, you know, regardless of their their race, like, you know, their the players as as people. I mean, that that's very clear from the staff that they make they do, they're just personable and they make a, a personal connection with these kids, you know. And then you had to have this component, which is there was an opportunity for major playing time. Um, and then, you know, at, at a high profile school. So like that, that part really has nothing to do with Jawan. that that's Michigan. And that's just the makeup of the There's roster some high right profile now. players behind, uh, around him too, to kind of support him. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he's thrown into a situation where like, yeah, I can start, but I'm going to have to lead the way and we might not have a great season. I mean, he, he could be that plug in guy around a, a few guys that have, have done it and are, are very talented and Hey, we could go win a national championship together. I mean, to me, that's, that's a big time allure. And, and I'm sure we saw a little bit with, with that with, with Mike Smith, too, and then Chondi Brown last year. Amen. I think that he's that Jones is like a combination of the two guys they brought in last year. He's Mike Smith because he's going to play point guard and he's going to run the team and he's going to go from averaging 20 points to maybe averaging eight or nine, but have more assists and be, be on a winning team. But he's Shondi Brown in that, okay, let's look at his numbers and let's, you know, Jawan's film study te- is telling him that he can boost those efficiency numbers. You know, Shawnee Brown, they just cut out those long two-point jumpers he was taking. They turned them into three-pointers, and suddenly he's now shooting a better percentage. The shots he's taking are worth one more point, uh, and he's just, he's overall just a better player, and he's, he's a piece. He's not like one of the key guys. Yeah, so I, I think there's just like a combination for that with Jones. Now, Jones is going to be, he's kind of an acquired taste from, from talking to some of his former coaches. He's going to take his form is not pretty. His his shot selection is 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 questionable for the average person. But he he makes these shots. I mean, he he'll get in the lane. This high school coach was like, you know, he didn't have or sorry, it was a it was a prep year. He did a prep year after high school. He was like, you know, I had college coaches coming and they just didn't trust what they were seeing because they'd see a kid, you know, dribble left, spin back right, uh, throw euro step out of nowhere, throw it high <laughs> off the backboard, and it'd go in. And they're like, mm, that doesn't seem sustainable. But it is for him. It is for him. So the, the one line in your story about the coaches say, like, yeah, he'll make you want to be like, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that, that yeah. got me. That, there's that always that true. guy. Yeah, there's <laughs> always the no, 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 yes guy. Um, so and I think that's, again, where Jawan, it will work for Jawan. You know, he again, he played in the NBA for so long with so many teammates that were so uniquely talented. I mean, the best at what they do in the world that he could see, all right, well, sometimes you just got to let a guy go, um, you know, not try to overcoach him. And let's and, be real. If if he's, you know, starting point guard leading the team, some of that will get cut out just because he's going to mm-hmm. take fewer shots and he'll yep. probably look to be a little bit less aggressive. But in, in reality, like you said, it probably make him a little bit more efficient. Yeah, that's that's the key. Exactly. You saw that with Mike Smith, some turnovers early and then he, he kind of figured out where to pick a spot. So I just think, you know, watching Michigan the last two years, a turnover wouldn't get you yanked from the game. A bad shot wouldn't get you yanked from the game immediately like it maybe would have, you know, under previous coach a, you know, not getting a defensive rebound 
um, not diving, you know, uh, the opponent diving to the floor before you, those are the things that'll get you pulled from the game. So I think you get freedom as long as you're, you know, you're playing hard. So yeah, that's what Jones gives you. We can talk about Franz a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if you guys read his, his, you know, essay in the, in the player's tribune. Part of it. It was, it was long. Um, yeah. He, he went the same route as, as Mo, his brother. That that's how he announced it. He just had some, some, just some one-liners in it that kind of speak to his personality as far as, you know, he's talking about his dream to play in the NBA and how he thinks he's ready. And then he goes, you know, plus if they'll take Mo, like they must be taking any, they'll take anybody. Um, <laughs> and then he had another line about, you know, becoming an adult on and off the court. And he's even, you know, able to grow a, a beard now due to his, you know, perseverance. Um, so yeah, he, he had some humor in there, you know, on the basketball side, he wrote that, you know, the game is going evolving towards, you know, taller guys you know six nine six ten like he is who can who can dribble shoot pass defend like these multi-dimensional guys and he thinks that's what he is and he, he's right i mean uh, he said in, he wrote it in a, in a modest way but that's why he's viewed as a you know potential you know lottery pick is, is for those skills you know and he, and he wrote it was a hard decision because he really he really did love michigan so I just go back to what Mo said, you know, several few years ago, like it's not his fault that college is four years, like college is, that's just kind of arbitrary in a way. And it's set up for academics and he's there primarily for basketball and he's now ready to leave. So it's not like he's leaving early. He's just, he could have stayed. He's given the opportunity. You can stay up to four years, but the time has come for him and it's no surprise. So yeah, that's where Michigan is now. Like I said, all the spots are pretty much set. I think that the carousel has stopped spinning on this roster earlier than it did last year. Like last year, this was the time where the third guy went into the portal, Cole Badjama. I was going to say, I seem to remember this time of the year last year when guys were leaving and coming in. Right after Andrew said, oh yeah, there might not be much turnover. (laughs) And then all of a sudden things started to hit the fan. So I'm a little more confident saying it this year. But yeah, they they hadn't gotten Shondi Brown yet. And even once they did, they didn't know for months that he was going to be eligible to play. Like that's not an issue now with anyone because you're just, you're, you're good to go. So right. like, you know, they know Devonte Jones is, is going to be able to play. That's not something they have to uh, get a waiver for or anything like that. So, um, and the coaching staff is intact again, I, I guess that could change, but that would be a real shock here on May 5th. Um, if someone's, you know, filling another spot. So yeah, they've got, they've got some, you know, continuity. I mean, talked about who they lost, but like to bring Brooks and Dickinson, Brandon Johns back, and then, you know, see a see a boost from, you know, Terrence Williams. So, like, I don't know. We can we can talk briefly here about, like, the starting lineup potentially. I mean, I've got it as as Jones at point guard, Brooks in the backcourt with him, Caleb Houston, one of the freshmen at, at the four, you know, at the three spot, uh, Brandon Johns Jr. At, at the four, and then Hunter Dickinson. I mean, I think, like, Jones, Brooks, and Dickinson are probably in ink, the other two guys in pencil. And then there's, like, a potential for a deep bench. I mean, you know, Juwan has said, like, he's not, like, I want an eight man rotation, you know, as opposed to some coaches are like, that's the best seven or eight guys. I'm going to play guys who I think deserve to be out there, like regardless of like the number that they are. So like there's, there's six other guys I think that are, that are in the mix, you know, at at the guard spots, it'd be uh, Frankie Collins, Isaiah Barnes, Kobe Bufkin, Zeb Jackson, you know, the big men, Terrence Williams, uh, Musa Diabate, uh, and then even Will Cheddar, if you want to go to a 12th guy, I mean, he's a, he's going to be a freshman. That's, that's a little, raw and uh you know the the level of competition might take a little bit of an adjustment for him but you know he's a shot maker you know you come in come in for a few minutes hit some threes um and then you got adrian nunez and jace howard who i still see as 
more scout team guys next year, at least. Um, you know, Jace Howard, I see cracking the rotation later in his career, but maybe not next year. That's where things stand. I was going to say that's probably the smart way to go in the age of the transfer portal, just because if you say, hey, I want a seven or eight man rotation and, and you're kind of limiting yourself because mm-hmm. there are players that get upset and, and when they realize they're not playing and then it's when they look to leave and, and the like. So you kind of you kind of open the door to, to, you know, showing that hard work and improvement will, will may get you playing time. It's going to keep, I think, more guys around. We've seen that football. Jim Harbaugh has, you know, been more open to playing younger guys he's not necessarily dead set on setting you know um, two deeps and depth charts so it's it kind of adds that additional wrinkle with the the transfer portal there still got months to go we do not know you know still still getting a feel for what the schedule is going to look like we know some of the games they're uh they're november their pre you know thanksgiving tournament this year is uh in Las Vegas, I mean, I, I got you know, if they want me to go, I guess I'll go. I'll cover it. Yes, um, are you going? Because I would, uh, I would be all about that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, sure would, sure would like to. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's there. It's the week weekend, you know, before Thanksgiving. Michigan football has an away game. Like, there's reasons for it to send me. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But yeah, that's that's kind of like, uh, and Kentucky. Oh yeah, oh, and they play Kentucky too. So there's that. There's that. That's on the books. Yeah, trying to trying to figure out what else might come, but. Yeah, I hope is we'll be uh, be able to see some of our listeners in the in the stands next year. I, I think you know, Michigan kind of put out some word about that for football as far as outdoor venues. Um, for for indoor venues, you know, I think they'll be a little a little stricter. They'll need they'll need better numbers in the community and things like that. But yeah, we're we're getting there. I would say I would hope by the time basketball season rolls around, we're good. I, I think they're optimistic that football is going to have, you know, a near full house or a full house. Uh, but again, that season, you know, starts beginning of September, whereas basketball is October, November. So I, right. I would hope by then we'll be, we'll be good, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Up to you listeners, get your shots, get vaccinated. All right. That wraps up this episode of Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thank you for listening.